You're listening to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Thanks for being here. Sitting at, is that is that right? Seven degrees right now. Wait a minute. It's February the 14th, right? Valentine's Day, seven degrees? Ludicrous. Tomorrow, going up to a high of 14. Dropping down to a low of plus five tonight. So Ottawa has decided that they will uh, give the provinces uh, more money in the uh, Canada health transfer. The new money isn't even close to what the premiers had been asking for. They were asking for an annual uh, $28 billion increase. And the government has come through with $46.2 billion over 10 years. That's they've got a long way to go. But the premiers have said they will accept this deal. They recognize that this is not a long term solution. It's a starting point is what Doug Ford had to say. Leslie Bohm is professor of health policy management and evaluation at the University of Toronto and joins the Kelly Cotrera show to uh, break this down and where the uh, money should be allocated to uh, give us the best results in the short term. Welcome, Leslie. Well, thank you very much. So not a great deal. Uh, I would say you're right, um, and here's why. Uh, first of all, I think we Canadians, if you will, need to decide what we want. Uh, it's not only a question of money, it's where is that money going to go? And where is that money going to go, if you will, to deliver us the very best health care? Canada had a very good system. Uh, in, it's still a very good system, but we were amongst the world leaders. In let's, when Tommy Douglas implemented this in Saskatchewan in the 40s, we were up there with the leaders, uh, countries that were leading in the world. We're not now. Um, and so why? I would say, first of all, and this is me, very much an opinion, if you will, I believe very strongly in a public system. I don't want to be using my tax dollars for somebody else to make a profit off of my illness. Um, we, but we need a rationale behind this. And we don't have time right now to go into this. But there are people who argue and give sound reasons as to why you cannot provide for a basic human need and indeed right based on a business case. You just can't. Um, how do you quantify another person's life? How do you quantify what a husband might feel about his wife who is dying? These types of things, they're simply not quantifiable. We need to decide what we want, and we need to decide how much of that can we give. Canada's stuck, and it's been stuck for quite a while. What are our issues? I would argue there are things like mental health, seniors, primary care, community health centers within that we would try to have within walking distance for people in our urban centers. And a, and a very, very important thing is data is crucial. We need to measure what we're doing. I would argue we need a single national electronic health record. There's a country in the world, Taiwan, that's got this. It works really, really well. I would be picking up the phone to Taiwan and say, I want your algorithm. How much is it going to cost me? We want to do the same thing in Canada. People argue that Taiwan is smaller. Taiwan is two-thirds our size. So it's, it's very applicable. So solutions. I'm, I'll give you maybe another minute or so, and then I'll leave it to you if you want to ask me other questions. We have the raw material in Canada. Our people in healthcare, right down to the janitors, and I mean this literally, I spent my life working in teaching hospitals. They are really, really good at what they do. 
So we have to, if we're government, try to really make that count. Uh, if, if it were me, if I were Prime Minister Trudeau or Premier Ford, I'd pick up the phone and I'd go to Dean Brown at the Dalalana School of Public Health and I'd say, I want you to work with me in government. I want to set up, let's call it a kind of interchange, a type of partnership. I want to do like Cambridge University does and have science in decision making. I want to do like the Harvard Kennedy School and I want history as a part of decision making. Um, in, in, in short, in Canada, we have to stop tripping over our federalism. Um, and, and I think we need politicians like Tommy Douglas, for example. Saskatchewan was almost bankrupt. Uh, no, no lenders would roll over existing debt. They give that province no new debt. And yet he found a way. And that's the key. It can be done. We need to find a way. Okay, so I'll keep quiet. <laughs> you may want to ask me more. All right. Um, let's let's talk about technology because uh, this is something that you know talks. It speaks directly to accountability. And Trudeau is giving money, but he wants to see uh, some results. And if you want to show the results, and it is great if we're on the same system. Um, Doug Ford is really big on getting rid of faxes. We are still using outdated technology. I don't know anybody in business that uses faxes. So it seems that um, we've been really slow to move forward uh, when it comes to technology. Should they be investing, uh, the provinces, in technology and getting into the, you know, this this current time period as quickly as possible in order to, can you know, be part of that national database that you're talking about? Yes, very good point you're making. And Premier Ford is right on, you know, right on track with that. I think if you went to East Asian countries like Korea, Taiwan, Japan, I think you'd only find faxes in a museum. Um, And yet here, as Premier Ford says, we can't seem to get off them. We absolutely do need to get off them. One of the reasons we couldn't move as quickly as we'd like during the pandemic is everything was going by fax. Test results were going to the public health departments by fax. I mean, it's, as you say, it's ludicrous. We're in the 21st century. Um, So yes, he's right on. I think Prime Minister Trudeau is right on to demand accountability. If he's going to be taking some of our federal tax dollars and giving it off to the provinces, we absolutely need to have accountability. And the provinces have sidestepped that in the past. I would say the days of that are over. I would say as well, one of the problems is funding uh, the the staff that we have here. And if we don't do something about retaining our nurses and paying them appropriately, we're dealing with a two-tiered system right now with regard to nurses because there are, are nursing agencies that are basically poaching nurses in the parking lot where they work and saying, look, you come work for us. We'll make sure you have less hours. Uh, you'll get a higher wage and we'll take some of that. And they're negotiating a higher wage where the hospitals can't do that. They can only pay um, what the government is allowing. Exactly. So, yes, we do need to pay more. And As much as the money, I think, is the recognition, um, we've got really good people. And so let's pay them appropriately. I mean, it's easy to play armchair quarterback on these things. And that's just what I'm going to do. But, you know, for example, and it's easier for it's easy for me to say, oh, Premier Ford, if I'd been in your shoes, this is what I would have done. And, And that's a bit of a fool's game, but I'll play it anyway. I mean, 
I during the pandemic, he did give the people a bit more. I would have given them a little bit more than a bit more. It was like two thousand dollar retention yeah. bonus, yeah. which is not enough when you, when you're looking at the states and you're saying, "Oh, I can get how much?" Well, and I'm sure because, like I say, I spent my life in teaching hospitals. I mean, I'm sure these people were just working like crazy. Oh, 100%. Um, and for example, the other thing I would have done if I were him, when they wanted to demonstrate in front of Toronto General Hospital, for example, I would have said, you want to walk up another couple of blocks and demonstrate on Queen's Park in front of my office? Not a problem. You want to demonstrate in front of Toronto General Hospital? I'm going to provide you free accommodation. You know, it's just those people are in there working their lot, you know, their butts off, if you will. And yet people are outside demonstrating like that. It's just it's revolting is what it is. And it's demoralizing for those people. And so I would have taken a strong stance and said, you want to do this and you don't want to walk the extra couple of blocks. Not a problem, but you're off to jail. Uh, Leslie, I think it's interesting you brought up demoralizing because I think there are are a lot of healthcare workers that are demoralized by the amount of uh, the lack of respect that has been shown to them over this pandemic. They've been working really hard and they definitely uh, do deserve accolades. We just better hope that the premiers use the federal funding appropriately to take care of everybody because they're the ones that take care of us. I have to leave it at that, Leslie. I'm so sorry, but I'm at a bit of a time crunch here. That's just fine. Thank you. Have a great day. Leslie Bohm, Professor of Health Policy Management and Evaluation at the University of Toronto. Hey, you're listening to The Kelly Cotrera Show.